and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Flavia Munn, editor of Nursing Standard, and I'm here with my colleague, Richard Hatchett, senior nurse editor. Hi, Richard. Hi, Flavia. Hi, everyone. Good to be back. Good to have you, as we always say, because it's true. So the topic of today's podcast is the gender balance of the nursing profession. And Richard has been speaking with two nurses at different ends of the spectrum. So he's been speaking with Lawrence Drew, who is a lecturer in mental health nursing at the University of Surrey, and also to Kyle Sands, a second year student in adult nursing at the University of Worcester. So I think we all know the statistics when it comes to the gender makeup of the nursing profession. Around 11% of registered nurses are men, but male nurses actually make up a greater proportion of senior or managerial roles in the profession. So Richard, listeners will hear terms like brother and sister in this podcast, and I think there's quite an interesting discussion around this point. Can you just give listeners a little insight into that. Yes, this is a quite an interesting one, isn't it, Flavia? And I think this is towards the end of the podcast where um, Kyle is talking about um, should we be using the term brother and sister and so forth. It's about gender neutral titles, but I'm not used to hearing that. I'm more more used to hearing the term charge nurse across both men and women. So I'd be quite interested to hear what listeners um, are hearing out there in terms of those titles. We talk a lot about titles in nursing, so it'd be good for people to comment on um, what their personal experiences are. Of course, when we have guests, we focus on their experience, but I wonder what what the listeners' experiences are in terms of uh, gender-neutral titles. Yes, that would be very interesting. We'd be really interested to hear as well. So please do either comment on the news story attached to this episode or let us know on social media. So let's take a listen to the episode. Welcome to this podcast exploring men in nursing. I'm Richard Hatchett and I'm a registered nurse so I feel justified in leading this discussion and I'm joined by two guests today Lawrence Drew and Kyle Sands and we're going to explore their experiences of being men in nursing but also look at the identity and the image of the man in nursing, look at some of the challenges and also how we can recruit more men into the nursing profession. But before we do that I've asked the chaps if they'll introduce themselves to you. Hi, my name is Lawrence Drew, and I'm extremely proud to be a male nurse. I've been working in mental health for the past 15 years, and I've been really fortunate to have had a range of different and exciting experiences across a number of different clinical settings, including the acute, community and forensic nursing backgrounds. I currently work as the lead for the mental health nursing programme here at the University of Surrey, and I'm continuously inspired by the next generation of our students and wanted to take the opportunity to promote the nursing profession and particularly to other men, to show that it's a viable, varied and exciting career pathway for anybody. Now, more than ever, we really both want and value more diversity across our profession. And I really hope that by sharing my journey and having this conversation with fellow male nurses, we can encourage more people to consider it as a career. Hello, my name is Kyle Sands. I am a second year adult student nurse at the University of Worcester. I'm really, really excited to be a part of this podcast and kind of talk about the uh, importance for men to go into nursing and kind of talk about my journey and why I went into nursing as well. Okay, well, there we go. Well, the first question has to be, I think, what attracted you to the nursing profession and was it what you expected when you got there? Do you want to start with that one, Carl? Yeah, so during actually school, I was split between paramedic science and nursing. Um and I, I, it kind of goes back to the, to the men in nursing, which I'll touch upon later. But in the end, I did decide to go into paramedic science and um, a situation happened, uh, a bad experience with in my life. My grandma was diagnosed with um, bowel cancer 
and the care that she received was absolutely amazing um, and I inspired every day to, to give care like that so that made me then question whether I wanted to go into nursing and I obviously then pursued that um, and then when I did when I have joined obviously it's been impacted by the the, the coronavirus uh, pandemic going on at the moment but um, I, f- I feel like I feel it has been the it has met and I feel that the skills you have in nursing is, is something that I value every day um, and I'm, I'm learning every day basically. Mm. I mean Lawrence for you what was your path into it what attracted you? Mine was almost by accident to some degree despite the fact that my stepfather uh, was a mental health nurse um, like I was growing up um, you know I suppose the interesting thing for me was that the opportunity really didn't present itself until I was slightly older in the sense that you know throughout my whole schooling you know discussions around things like becoming a doctor, joining the military, becoming a police officer, you know, stereotypical, maybe male-dominated areas of practice, which, you know, I suppose in hindsight, you know, despite the fact that obviously I've ended up where I've ended up, it was never really on the the table. So I went to university, studied sport, um, came out and couldn't get a job uh, in the sense that, you know, it it felt like a bit of a waste of time in terms of my first degree. Um, Realised that obviously because of my sporting background, Working in an office wasn't going to be for me, uh, so I needed a job uh, and obviously ultimately found myself inadvertently ended up doing bank shifts because I needed some money through my stepdad uh, in nursing and realised that actually it sort of played to my strengths in the sense that A, it was quite an active profession, you know, I was on my feet a lot, I was meeting new people, I was quite fortunate as well to play a lot of sport with my patients um, and that's what sort of hooked me in, the fact that actually I saw this new world developing in that you know people like me uh, who have my interest actually could benefit from spending time with people like me um, and that's where it sort of you know I find my routine uh, and the fact that obviously every day was different which also you know meant that the more I found out the more interested I became the more I learned um, and it sort of empowered me and encouraged me to want to obviously uh, you know to find out more which is why then I ended up doing my nurse training as a second uh, degree um, so yeah so I suppose my inspiration came from from like home, um, but yeah, it wasn't really until maybe I'd been through that first process before I sort of fell upon you know nursing as a potential option. And obviously, it wasn't anything that was really pushed towards me, which I suppose is something maybe off the back of this that we're going to try and do to other people, maybe promoting it as a thing that actually is a worthwhile career. I mean, looking at the um, the challenges, um, we'll come on to identity and the perceptions of nursing. Those challenges, I mean, Kyle, was was there a disconnect between what you thought and what it was when you got there, particularly in relation to you as a man in nursing? Well, I'd like to go back, because when I was at school as well, and it's something that uh, Lawrence mentioned as well, um, that when, when I when we went around the classroom and, and we said, oh, you know, what do you want to do when you, when you grow old, you know, when, when you grow up? And like I said, I was stuck between paramedic science and nursing. And when I actually said nursing, the comments were, you know, isn't nursing for girls? Um, why do you want to go into nursing for when it's when it's all when it's all girls, you know? Um, and there was questions about my uh, sexuality if I was gay because I'm going into nursing. And then looking back, I feel as though that actually shaped me and pushed me towards going into paramedic science. Um, which, looking back on, isn't fair at all. Um, but it's that's that's the assumptions that are made there. So I say the the challenges that that are faced upon nursing when I'm back in school then shaped me towards going in, into paramedic science when when I did when I was choosing my uh, profession. Mm. Yeah, sorry, I was I was reflecting back there, guys. You know, there was um, twenty nine girls and me when I when I that was it that that was it. We had one chat, but he disappeared at the beginning, and it's I was just kind of thinking it's a shame 
that someone like Carl, who's so much younger, the, the, the experience that I had is, is actually very, um, very similar. I mean, yourself, um, Lawrence, um, those sort of perceptions and challenges, and does that resonate, what, what Carl is saying? No, definitely. Um, and, you know, I suppose it's, it's maybe what the term nurse means to people, um, and that maybe that stereotype of, you know, you, you, you carry on matron sort of character. Um, uh, and, you know, and, and I've probably had a similar thing. And even though I maybe came to profession, you know, as a second career after maybe, you know, uh, obviously not being really encouraged when I was younger, but um, obviously even as, you know, I was working as a healthcare assistant, support worker, et cetera, and then doing my nurse training as a student nurse, again, things around sexuality, you know, why, why was I doing it? Was there something maybe wrong with me? Was I not clever enough to be a doctor? as you know uh, and it was that sort of thing as well that comes with it that you know it's almost as if it's like and even now some of the things that are promoted on twitter maybe um where nursing is viewed maybe as a a lesser career maybe as some of the other health professions where actually you know it's you know the autonomy that nurses have now and the responsibility is that actually you know and in my experiences working with maybe junior doctors even that i often found myself in a position where i was the expert despite the fact that these people had been at university longer than I had and had more numbers or names or letters after their their own name. Um, and I think that maybe has to change where actually, you know, people, you know, perceive nurses as, you know, that actually it's, it's, a, it's a valued career. And it's also, you know, uh, something that, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed of, regardless of our gender, our background, our culture, etc. Obviously, as a mental health nurse, you know, we do tend to have perhaps a, a higher proportion of male nurses. But still, you know, it's still not an equal gender split. And also maybe something that we're going to talk about at the moment, that as a mental health nurse and as a sporty mental health nurse, often the perception of me is that I'm there for security, that I'm there to contain patients. I'm not there to engage with them therapeutically. You know, my role is you're here to be the muscle. You're not here to, you know, to, to do the distressed or the emotional side of it because of how I look, you know. Um, and again, that's the perception that often is made, uh, which... You know, we, again, we need to break down those barriers that, you know, particularly, hence the reason why I'm supporting Moustache, uh, that things around um, men's health and encouraging men to talk about their health. You know, there's a reason why men are at risk of certain, you know, uh, illnesses and, you know, the fact that they aren't encouraged to talk about it maybe is because there aren't people that look like us, sound like us, that are readily available to promote these things. Um, so, yeah. Only, only two weeks ago, something I wanted to mention as well is uh, I picked up a bank shift on at a HCA. Uh, to sort of you know gain some more experience because um at my placement I thought you know I'd pick up a shift uh, so I can meet the team and stuff like that and outside I met a, a student nurse she was a female student nurse and we both went into the into the war together and introduced ourselves um and then I, I said um because I wasn't wearing my student nurse uniform I was wearing my healthcare assistant uniform and I said I wanted I was training to be a student nurse and so did the so did the female student nurse and they they, they all seemed really shocked that I was training to be a student nurse and they they're asking around why I wanted to be a student nurse, but then didn't ask the the other student nurse why she why she wanted to go into the into the profession, and it it, it was made into a quite a big situation because I wanted to go in. They were they were asking me why I didn't want to go into maybe a medical student and train to be a doctor, or why I changed. Why did I change from paramedic science? Um, which goes back to the assumptions that are made of about males in nursing. Mm. I mean, looking at the identity of. Um men in nursing, if you look at women in nursing, there tends to be, um, from what I can see, that sort of four images of women in nursing, and that's the Sarah Gamp, the Dickensian drunk, 
Um, then the ministering angel, which is obviously the nightingale caricature, because she was much more than that. As you mentioned, Lawrence, I think the sort of the Hattie Jakes, the Harrod and the big uh, larger than life militarization, and then the sexualized image of the, almost the pornographic female nurse with the short skirt and the little red cross on the hat. Is there therefore a stereotype of men in nursing? And if there isn't, is that why the public have difficulty in trying to find something to hang that on? I mean, you touched on earlier, Kyle, that is it an effeminate um, gay person? Is that what the public see? But I wanted, is there a stereotype that you're seeing, you're suggesting there might be, what am I saying? Are they good and bad stereotypes? Because people sometimes like to hang, uh, put you, hang an image on you, don't they? Really? I wouldn't say there's a good or bad side of the assumptions. I guess with, and and I think it, I think it runs across the board with patients and staff members as well. Because beforehand, when I took gain experience for my university degree, I worked at a care home, and every single day the patients would assume that I was the doctor because because I was a male. Was, I had the exact same uniform. But just because I was male, they assumed I was a doctor and the, the carers were nurses because I, I was working in a, in a dementia ward. And obviously you have to ask reassurance and say, you know, I am a carer, I'm not the doctor. But the assumption was there. And like I mentioned about when I went and, and did that shift, the assumption was, why are you going into nursing? Because they didn't actually say it like that, but they were more intrigued because I was a male while I was going into nursing. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what it boils down to is there wasn't a huge conversation with the lady I was working with who was also a student nurse while she was going into nursing because I think that was just like a, a normal thing. And I think, well, in 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 terms of when someone, as, forgetting about us as well, but someone who's not into nursing, when they think about a nurse, they would think about a female. I think, that, I think that's the assumption that they have in their heads is they think that nursing is predominantly female. And when you refer to someone nursing a baby it'll be more like a mother nursing their their baby when they're when they're young i think that's kind of where the terms grew from if that makes sense mm. i mean do you want to pick up pick up on that lawrence sorry carly interrupted you no i was going to say as well with with the title um of a senior senior nurse as a sister i i've only just known that a senior nurse as a, as a male will be known as a brother but i've never even heard of the term brother anywhere across the hospital before yeah, it's interesting. I suppose that's coming from the old, um, the the the, um, the nuns and the you know coming from from the religious order, etc. But you're quite right. We used to talk about that, Carl. We've never heard of brother charge nurse or whatever. Sorry, Lawrence. Do you want to pick up on on any of that? Yeah, no, no, no I was just obviously going to say sort of you know in combination maybe of the points that you both made around Richard and those maybe those four sort of stereotypes that come to mind when you think about. You know, particularly at the moment, you know, when we're thinking about, uh, you know, the year of the nurse and midwife and we're thinking about, you know, Florence Nightingale uh, and that sort of thing. And that that's the perception that, you know, the lady of the lamp, it's the lady of the lamp, you know. Obviously, during the Crimean War and all that sort of thing, men were fighting. You know, we were the soldiers. You know, we wouldn't be doing the nursing bit. And I suppose that stereotype has maybe just continued. And whilst, you know, men in nursing has been around for you know a number of years it's not a, a new concept i suppose you know maybe the terminology you know because i've got colleagues and friends who are matrons you know and again you know the perception of what matron 
is it's that you know Hattie Jake's character you know uh, and they're male they're male nurses but similarly what you were saying Carl around the assumption that you know particularly when I worked in psych liaison um, as, a, as, a, as a mental health nurse and I you know would roam a general hospital as a mental health uh, expert that you know whenever I came on a ward the automatic assumption mainly because I wore a shirt uh, you know and I wasn't wearing a uniform was either that I was a consultant I was a surgeon um, that I was coming to see patients for their physical health uh, but when they determined that I was a nurse, then the attitude, you know, it was it was almost, you know, instantaneous that they'd change. They'd be like, oh, he's just a nurse, is he? You know, and mainly, you know, they'd, they'd see me as a doctor first and they'd, you know, roll out that sort of, uh, uh, you know, courteous, you know, nature. Uh, but when they realised that I was maybe one and the same, you know, almost like a lesser person and then mental health on top of it, um, which, you know, was almost a double whammy for a lot of them. They were like, oh you know, you're just a mental health nurse rather than this perception, this character that they'd already assumed I was. Um, and, you know, I suppose that's been my experience. You know, and one of the challenges is that you almost have to work twice as hard to show that you can do the job. And, you know, particularly, you know, uh, and I just think about some of the cases where I've been with uh, patients and obviously I do see my, my role in probably the same as both of yourselves. It's an absolute privilege to, you know, to work with the patients and to have them to tell their story and to, you know, to play a part in their recovery journey. But particularly when there's an element of emotional, uh, you know, um, connection and therapeutic, uh, you know, engagement that we have to go through that, again, as a man who maybe looks a certain way, um, you know, that's, I'm seen as though I can't do that because I'm, because of the way I look. And actually, you know, what, why can't I, why can't I have, you know, be actually in tune with my own emotions to be able to empathize and sympathize and, you know, to build that connection that, you know, just because I might look a particular way doesn't necessarily mean I can't, but also because I do do that, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me you know having that you know the fact that I'm quite comfortable with my own emotions and, and happy to talk about how I feel you know um doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong with me or that I'm not I'm a, I'm a lesser man and there's that whole thing around gender and the fact that you know a man is a man and you know when we still do separate you know um uh, and I think that's one thing that maybe as a profession that we need to overcome because again just to touch really quickly in terms of uh, uh, maybe my own experiences again that as a man in nursing that the progression for me was that you must go into senior roles because obviously you know again in a leadership capacity you know if I didn't strive to want to do that then again what's wrong with me because as a man you should lead you know you should be at the forefront and I suppose that's something else that tends to happen that many of my colleagues that I've worked with who were male nurses have been inadvertently ended up in management positions regardless if they want to or not because of that attitude of you know that's what men should be doing they should be in charge and it's you know and actually the reason I joined nursing was because I actually like working with patients that's why I did it you know uh, I don't want to be in that management role maybe where I'm disconnected and not you know able to to do the nursing skills that you know brought me into the profession yeah. I think coming coming back to what you said Lawrence about um the assumptions and I think the the, the skills that obviously males and females both as nurses you were trained at exactly the same and going back to when I mentioned about when I used to work at the care home um, we we used to have three members of staff, and what what they tried to do is, they they sort of said that because of the the elder the elder population, um, basically said to me that they don't really prefer men, and and and, and see because I was a younger boy at the time, they 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 said that they wouldn't prefer me doing their personal care, but actually when I sat down and spoken to them, they actually liked the fact that they could have the option, so maybe a female and a male a male side of the care, because I think the assumptions made that maybe an elder lady would prefer a female to get her to, to do the personal care but that that's just an assumption that's made maybe she didn't really, really mind or she may prefer a male to have that and 
I felt though at the at the care home especially, um, and this this in terms of nursing as well, that I think it's really really important to have male and female nurses in there as well, that you can have offer the option. So say if there's a a male on the ward, maybe they may not prefer having a female to to do the personal care. They may feel embarrassed. So actually, it's vital that males go into nursing as well to have that option for for the for the patients as well. I think that's really important. It was quite an interesting one, isn't it? Because I remember years and years ago being quite annoyed when when a um, I'm confessing now um, when a um, female nurse objected to me caring for them um, because I thought, well, I'm just focusing on the care here, and it took me a bit of time to mature into that. That actually, your point, I think, is is how I feel that it's being given the choice because you're making assumptions there because some women don't mind men uh, some men want men nursing them and all this sort of thing but it's being able to give give choice isn't it that there you 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 have a balance in your team that you can um, that you can offer that choice just I was thinking about something you said Lawrence about um, almost flipping it on its head a bit because you said it's something we need to overcome well are we ever going to overcome it and if we can overcome it a bit um, is there a way that you can use your gender? Oh, am I going to get shot down for saying getting what you want, but moving forward? And, you know, is there a way of if you can't quite get over that, you can get round it with 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 gender issues? Yeah, no, because I think, you know, I suppose whilst we are talking about, you know, maybe um, not just in, it's not negative per se, but maybe sometimes the, the general perception of, of men in nursing um I generally do also think because we are in a minority, sometimes the opportunities maybe, and I've been very, very fortunate personally with my career, maybe because, you know, in the areas I've worked, the teams I've worked, uh, that because I'm in a minority, people remember me and fortunately remember me for the right reasons. Um, so it has given me a degree of fluidity as well. It's allowed me to navigate and to experience things, to be involved in stuff. Uh, so there has, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, not for one minute saying that, you know, this has been, you know, a, an arduous, uh, you know, career path. But, um, you know, so I, I'd agree, Richard, that I think that, you know, there are some benefits to it and positives, which obviously hopefully when we come to, you know, talking about how and why we should promote it as a profession, that, you know, there are, there are opportunities and the role is changing all the time. And, you know, I suppose for me, that's what's exciting about it, that it's, you know, what is a nurse, you know, actually, it's now so many different things, which, like you were saying, Kyle, as well, that, you know, for us as people, you know, it is offering choice. And if, you know, we all have particular skills, and whilst we're trained to the same level, that, you know, there may be certain aspects of our personality and our, uh, and the way in which, you know, that we um, are able to, you know, become competent in certain skills, that actually some may suit other people over, you know, others. And that's, I think, why it's important to have, you know, such a diverse nursing workforce. You know, it's the biggest workforce in the health community. You know, we're the sort of we are the front line in, to some extent, and and I think that's why it needs to have a better representation from people from all walks of life. You know, to be able to truly meet the needs of of the, the population. But yeah, for me personally, and I, and I don't know what your experiences were, Richard, but it has allowed me to to you know have doors opened. Um, because of maybe you know that that lasting effect that you know they remember me um yeah 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 i think one of the interesting things you mentioned earlier lawrence was this push up to management and and uh, i know we've talked about that i'm not 
management isn't, I can do it, you can do it, it's not my favourite thing, but there is that push that that's the direction you're going in. Just before we move on to um, how you might promote it, I'm just interested in whether, and I trained probably, I'm sure I, well, I know I did earlier than you two did, um, there were certain things I wasn't allowed to do female catheterization, going anywhere near the gynecological ward, that, that type of thing. We were one of the first groups that were allowed in to do midwifery, I think I'm correct in saying that, which I excelled in. I loved every minute of that and did very well. Um, met a few barriers, you know, um, uh, mainly from staff uh, and midwives, not, not from patients. But I wanted, maybe asking you, Carl, because you're in training, is there anything else, is there anything that you're not allowed to do because you're a man there's not something that, that i've come across that because I'm, I'm so early on now i think i'm only three or four months into the to the second year now and i haven't come across anything where it said you know you can't do this because you're a male but mm. i would say that my learning has been affected because i'm a male based upon the fact of say for example there's been a female catheterization that i could attend and it, it, it still to this day i haven't actually put one in on a patient before um because obviously you have to gain consent and stuff and when there's a female student nurse on there they're more incl- maybe inclined to do that and that's what i'm saying is it's so important to have that option if they if they feel more comfortable having a female student nurse put in a catheter then by all means that that's brilliant but then there's a flip side of that is if there's a male that needs a catheter would they feel more comfortable having a, a male student nurse than that and i think when you're coming back to the fact is, is there something that I haven't been able to do, you could come back to the fact that these these learning opportunities that could be available for me as a student nurse has been affected because I, I was I was male. Mm. Um, did you want to pick up on that, Lawrence, at all? Because you're actually you're actually on the teaching side. Yeah. So um, uh, as a student, I remember that you know I suppose. Um, because of Project Two Thousand, and obviously, and when things changed in terms of you know how nursing was delivered, obviously, I um, trained as a mental health nurse. So, obviously, there were certain aspects where, yeah, it wasn't really encouraged um, because you know it was deemed as not being part of of the skill set. So, whilst you know worked in general settings, um, you know things like female catheterization, yeah, it would never be on the table as an option because it wasn't deemed as being, you know, uh, something I needed to be competent at, you know, um, and it would feel that, you know, it was generally me just going to be nosy, um, uh, which obviously wouldn't really sort of stand up. Um, But I suppose, you know, the difficulty, and maybe something that we talk about here, uh, um, you know, from a teaching perspective is, you know, like I think Carl was saying, that actually, you know, it's it's about patient preference. um, And, you know, there are people who still have that attitude, because it's more about maybe their anxiety or their you know, issue with having a man present, but actually for some patients, you know, if you're competent and you're skilled, you know, they don't actually mind and some people might, you know, uh, be comfortable, you know, as I was in my profession and, and things that I've become aware of are where things, you know, maybe a patient who's suffered, um, you know, trauma or, or abuse, you know, then and again, it's, it's about just being mindful of that, that, you know, you wouldn't maybe, you know, force yourself onto that person, oh, I'm a nurse, it's okay, you can tell me anything. Then actually, if that patient was struggling with that. Um, but, you know, I suppose the thing that we try and talk about is, is it's about individuality, it's about patient choice. And, you know, and if a patient expresses that actually they find it uncomfortable, it's absolutely okay, you know, but it's where maybe another professional is, you know, advocating for a patient without actually checking and saying, well, yeah, you know, Carl can't come because he's a, he's a man. Whereas actually, patient might be you know, uh, you know not not fussed either way. That as long as you could do it and you were competent, but also you've got to learn, 
you know, and a lot of patients find that, you know, if you talk to them about it quite openly uh, and you, you ask, um, they're absolutely okay with having, you know, because I suppose for a lot of our patients, again, you know, they deem you as a professional, uh, whether you're a student or, or qualified, and, you know, they wouldn't see you as any different to a doctor. Uh, and I suppose that's maybe where things are changing um, uh, and people are becoming more comfortable. But the only way I suppose that we can continue that is if maybe all of our colleagues, you know, take a similar uh, approach so that we're not sticking to those gender stereotypes um, because there may come a time where Carl's the only person that can actually facilitate that um, and if everybody's saying well no he can't because he's a boy what do we do you know do we then just not allow that person to have that treatment until a female nurse comes along um, which actually might not be feasible you know all for the benefit of the patient so yeah so it's, I think it's a complex um, sort of thing uh, but like for me personally it's, it's patient preference and if someone you know says I'm not comfortable then absolutely okay um, it's not it's not an issue I, I wouldn't be personally offended but I might be offended if my colleague said well you shouldn't do that because you're a man and I was like well why not I suppose the final point then is um, how do we promote men in nursing considering what you've said are there certain things we might want to be thinking about uh, when others are looking to join the profession as a man I mean Lawrence do you want to kick off on that one uh, well I suppose you know, from my perspective, um, I suppose the first place to start maybe is is to to have you know to similarly to a lot of things that happen in a minute is raising awareness and it's um, having those conversations. Um, you know, and I know obviously things have changed uh, in terms of you know, um, you know particularly societal wise that actually it's becoming more accepted as a role. But I think we still maybe need to do more to promote it as a profession, but also maybe to encourage people to think about why they might want to do it. Because, again, as a professional, um, and I'm sure you'd agree that obviously we, just don't, we don't want anybody to do it. You know, it's, it's not something that, you know, is like, oh, I'll have a bash at that. It's something, obviously, if you've got the right, um, you know, drive and motivation, but also you generally want to help people, like your experiences, Carl, where maybe people have had that. And I tend to find that quite a lot as a, uh, um, a lecturer now that you tend to get people who have either had lived experience or personal uh, experience of uh, you know care and actually that's inspired them to, to want to you know to join the professions and you know I suppose for me I suppose it's twofold in that we need to promote it and we need to raise awareness that actually it's, it's a viable career and there's loads of opportunities it's a really you know fulfilling career you can earn a decent amount of money you know you can travel um, you can you know do so many different things um, but also, you know, it's it's about you know helping people to identify that you know that there's a lot of transferable skills as well. That actually, you know, by becoming a, a registered nurse, that actually, you know, you don't have to stay a nurse. You can go off and you can do other things. Um, but actually, what you learn is really good life skills, uh, and actually, it's skills that can help you in so many different things. Um, you know, particularly you know around sort of you know engagement um, uh, and you know decision making. So I suppose for me. The first place to start is to you know to to talk about it more you know and to promote it more and actually encourage people uh, and particularly around you know men's health you know that actually look like me sound like me that sort of attitude of you know the more people we have that the, if we increase the diversity then hopefully it means then that you know it doesn't become such a taboo maybe or, or such a you know stigmatized thing or a stereotype thing where you know people are encouraged to consider it and from an early age. Uh, and not maybe like my experiences where it isn't talked about and you sort of fall into it, um, you know, as, as a thing. Yeah, T touching upon what you what you said as well, Lawrence, about more people talking about it and the stigma that's still there is, I think it's really important that more male nurses talk about their experience, which would then, I think, attract more male people to go into nursing. I go back to when I said about 
um, school. And I think school would be really, really important for, say, someone who's a male or a female or a group of you guys to go into a school and talk about why it's important to be a nurse. Because I think if I had two talks when I was at school, I think one in year seven and one in year nine or ten, and they were both by a female district nurse and she was explaining why it's so important as a nurse. And I feel as though if, if I was at school and a male and a female did that talk, then I, I think then already it's, it's, it's a profession that both male and females can work. But growing up, if I didn't go into the profession, I would just assume that it's, it's more nursing-based because of, of my experiences with the comments that was made by students in my class and having the talks, you know, the educational talks that we had, it was all more predominantly a nurse talking about her female side of the nursing aspect of it. Um, and like I mentioned about maybe something that we could look at is having a title that's maybe gender neutral, a sister. You, if I think of a sister, I think of a male, a female, sorry, a senior nurse. I wouldn't think of a, and like I said, about the brother term, I don't think I've, I've actually come across a brother in the hospital setting before. Maybe in, in the future, this is just something that I, I maybe would like to touch upon is there could be a gender neutral term that's, that's, a, that's classed as a senior nurse maybe yeah i mean i think it's changing i can't get used to brother richard i couldn't know oh, i can't get used yeah. to that <laughs> but uh, i'm pulling your leg carl the um but i think um i mean things are changing i was thinking while you were talking there in in my generation we've lost the hats and we've lost the cuffs and we're moving people into um um scrubs etc and i remember the the colleague who was in the uh, was it the London Marathon and or, or in a marathon? I'm sorry, was in a marathon and won a particular record and um, wasn't recognised as as the as a, holding a nurse record because they were not in a nurse's uniform, but they were in um, scrubs and and successfully campaigned for that record to be upheld. I'm getting half the story here, but it, the record to be upheld because they were a nurse and they happened to be in scrubs. They don't have to wear a hat and a, um, the pinafore and the cuffs, etc. So I think we're moving in that direction, which is, which is useful. Um, that was fantastic just to, just to hear your experiences on that. And it's a, a subject that rolls on and on, doesn't it? But there's some useful, useful um, areas to look at. Can I um, thank you all, particularly, Carl, because you're, you're, you, you've got to qualify yet. Is that next year? It's the year after, yeah. isn't it? I'm in my second year now, so I've got this year to do and then I, I qualify next year. And it's been a bit challenging. For some reason, <laughs> yeah. if you can cope with COVID, where we don't have a playbook, then you know you're going to be on uh, yeah a fast track to you know you, I think anything else that will confront you, um, I think you'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, guys, very much. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks very much, Richard, and also great thanks to Lawrence and Kyle too. I thought that was a really interesting discussion, and I'm sure listeners will will have their own views about some of the points raised as well. Yes, it remains a topic that's always of interest, obviously, particularly to me as a man in nursing. But some of what was being talked about there resonated with me, was similar. Some of it was different. So I think the important thing is everybody's experiences are their own. So it would be good to hear what people's opinions, views and experiences are. So um, hopefully people will get in touch. Brilliant. And as always, just let us know via our social media channels or via the news story that's attached to this episode. We'd really like to hear your views. And we'd also like to have feedback on what you think of the podcast. So you can rate or review us on Apple or Spotify podcasts. And thank you very much for listening. (music) 